Interesting, Marty just watches, but Bill and Ted actually talk to each other. Hmm. In Back yeah. to the Future, there's a huge emphasis on don't mess with the past. You know, Doc's, Doc is always saying that. <laughs> Even if it means interacting with yourself, especially, actually, if it means interacting with yourself. Doc is really big on not doing that because it'll create a paradox and destroy the universe. But but in Bill and Ted, it seems quite encouraged. <laughs> they just, Rufus is just totally cool allowing them to tell themselves all kinds of yeah. weird things about the future that they don't understand yet, <laughs> you know? Which is then what the film seems to do. It shows you all these pictures about 9-11 20 years before that happened. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, it's so strange to me how similar that is to Back to the Future. And then they, they insist that that was accidental and that they then they entered rewrites to reduce its similarity, you know? Right. And then also the same director made Critters, which same thing. They ah, say it was accidental shit. that that resembles Gremlins, and they really tried to make it less like Gremlins once they noticed, you know? <laughs> well, then right. in, well, then Critters has the same image. The handed, it's the, you know, it's it connects to that mm. whole sequence I just discussed. Like, this mm-hmm, director mm-hmm. put the same fractal thing with the red hand in two movies that both accidentally resemble other movies that have all the same material in it. <laughs> <laughs> Gremlins and Back to the Future, which were the two I started this whole thing with. So for me personally, it's literally a circle. It kicks me yeah. back to the the first two films I looked at in terms of the, you know, the archive.org mm. project. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I could very easily be m- way more insane about it. I, I'm just kind of adopting, like, like, like we were, like we opened with, you know, I just... I'm somehow comfortable with this thing existing now a little bit. Mm. But the truth is I I haven't been, I've had to interleave it with the freaked analysis. <laughs> I'm kind of jumping back and forth because I can't spend too much time at the Circle K actually. It's mm-hmm. a vortex. It's just dizzying and it freaks me out every time I look at another one of those another one of the movies it quotes. <laughs> Cuz I haven't even seriously considered those movies yet. I just literally kind of like non-linearly scrubbed around in them and just found amazing things just that way, just instantly. I have no idea mm. how the, how it is going to link up narratively. I'm sure it's going to, you know? Yeah. It's also a challenge, though. Analyze, like, five, six, seven, eight movies together in that kind of specific way. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard well, to do well, the Back I mean... to the Future trilogy, you know, just to do three in a kind of continuous, detailed, linked read, you know? I don't know. Mm. No, it 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 they're these kind of like in, insane sort of tasks sometimes. Appear <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I remember like exactly you're sort of analyzing one thing. I remember sort of analyzing again like the Donkey Kong games or whatever, and it things led me to other games. Yes, yes. To the point where it seemed as if. There was there is a story that is wanting to be told that involves a simultaneous analysis of like twenty different games. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like yeah, what that, is going on with that? That it 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 exceeds it exceeded at that moment my uh, energy and motivation. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah. did a little slice of it. Yeah. But yeah. it's so crazy when you see a little glimpse of what that big constellation would look like 
if you were to express it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's um, it 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 becomes exactly it, it. Suddenly, you you didn't expect it, and you suddenly have six movies added onto the ten other movies that you were previously analyzing. And yeah. It's like, whoa, yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it becomes sort of <laughs> a superhuman task. That you, yeah, um, it, it will, but what's strange about it is that the superhuman task, I'm not even sure why I feel like, mm-hmm. I personally, I feel as if the work that I've done on this so far, for me, mm-hmm. has satisfied me that this is a real thing that's happening. So I don't feel like a need to... It's more about just appreciating it now or something. Uh, yes. It's just like it's a painting. I just want mm-hmm. to see how beautiful it really is, you know? I'm just yeah. a fan now. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm, it's made me into a fan, a freak, of you know, of a twins freak or something. I just want to look mm. at... Uh, so, uh, it, but what's weird is that as soon as that shift in my perception happened, it's, it's not playing the game with me anymore. It, it's not, um, by which I mean... It's mm-hmm. just showering me in images now. Okay. Initially, it was like I had to dig for them. Mm. And now that I've decided I don't need to see anymore, but that I just love them, mm-hmm. they are just falling like rain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I definitely identify with that. Yeah. That seems probably like a thing that is generally true about synchronicity, that... Mm. Um, it, uh, it is some. It's about receptivity in some way. Mm. It seems like if you, it, if you get too much in the hunt mode, it 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 slips away from you again. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I remember like days in the like initial stages of this where I was like, okay, I'm going to watch like three movies every day. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and you very soon get to this point where there is, there is nothing. The film becomes a dry, dry desert. Totally, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like all of your, it's like you, all of your juices have run out. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, that it, it, it does require a weird balance between chasing and being chased and that's what suggests the intelligence that i think Mm, that's mm -hmm, why we mm -hmm. we personalize it sometimes because it Mm. it feels like an interaction yes it doesn't feel yeah 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 (laughs) yeah and personally for me like with with dreams when i was keeping a dream journal and and analyzing my dreams i had the same feeling of like Oh, that you're, remind, you're, remind me to tell you about a, a dream in a second. Cool. Uh, the, yeah, the, this sort of push and pull and um, feeling that you're asking questions, you're getting answers, and even more subtle elements of personality. Like sometimes you even feel, uh, like we've said many times, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it gets angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that it that it gets offended or that it gets happy or that it gets disappointed. I felt disappointment from it sometimes. Interesting. Like, yeah, me too, I you, think. Yeah. You, you like, as if I've gotten this message again and again, 
and it's told me to do a certain thing <laughs> yeah. and I haven't done it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, fuck you, you know. Yeah. No, <laughs> you, I know. You suck. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> thing. And it's like, wow, it there is this sort of range of emotion to it. It's yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Which Yeah. It's Yeah, weird we because just it, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just so strange. Which doesn't destroy the um the feeling of it being being a kind of a mechanical organic kind of structure no uh, well it's like ultimately we're just describing human beings right <laughs> right, right, right. Ex- yeah it all applies to us right we're some weird mechanical thing also mm-hmm. but but also we have we make meaning and all these yeah. weird things well okay so okay here's this just kind of funny thing like I had a dream recently where something happened in the dream that was quite impossible. I don't remember what mm-hmm. it was. Um, probably it involved flying or, you know, objects transforming or things like that. Yeah. And normally when, when those things happen in dreams, those are cues that make me lucid because yeah. I'm like, oh, this can't be happening. And I become lucid. Uh, but this time I rationalized it to myself in the dream. But, you, but do you know how I did it? Mm-hmm. I rationalized it by saying, oh, it's just magic. <laughs> I accepted that, Alan, as an explanation. I was like, right. oh, okay, yeah, this is just a new level of sync magic. I'm flying now and things are transforming. You know, like I was just like, sure. <laughs> right, right. It's not it's not a dream. It's just reality, which these things can happen in now. So that's <laughs> that's definitely stuff like that's never happened to me before. So I was a little alarmed by that. <laughs> well, yeah, I com- yeah, I I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it it exactly yeah you you. That's how little yeah, totally. expectation I have of my reality anymore. <laughs> mm. I just wouldn't be surprised apparently if things just started floating in front of me, or if a portal just opened and like Keanu yeah. Reeves stepped through it. You know. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, man, like I think this is something with the sort of screen memories thing. Mm. Of like that, entering into a slightly more speculative area, but kind of what like what you were saying that it's the possibility that you could become so resistant to the trauma that it could actually sort of materialize mm. Mm. in in this way, like you say, in sort of um, things appearing. <laughs> Right. In, in in space and time and to be honest like you know since we we've already been talking about weird stuff in this podcast anyway so yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I i that is definitely something that um i am open to and yeah yeah you can look at i mean i'm also open to to well, looking I, I at do, it from a psychological angle yes but, um, yeah yeah i do sometimes wonder if there isn't a very different context to this synchronicity thing and mm-hmm. that it isn't more like these movies didn't exist before I had this idea. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> like there was no such thing as back to the future and Bill and Ted and any of mm-hmm. this, or, or it did exist in some other way that didn't include any of this material. 
Yeah. And the more that I personally, this is a maximally insane definition of this, of course, I don't (laughs) actually believe this, but, but somehow the more that I believe in it, the Mm -hmm. more it is actually changing history to allow these things to exist in this way. Oh, totally. And if I can believe in it enough, it will materialize so perfectly eventually. Mm. And that that's what the circle K is. So I willed it into existence, and now it can't be denied. <laughs> but actually what it's evidence of is of human beings' abilities to mm-hmm. will any structure into existence in the past or future just with their minds. And right. someday we'll all be doing that, and then things will be very, very weird indeed. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I We know I so little like... about what's going on, and from a... Th- purely subjective sort of standpoint it's hard to to rule something like that out you know what i mean Mm, it's mm. weird well (laughs) you know it's funny that you say that because um yeah i think that this thing of belief is is definitely a part of it uh and it it's funny because a few years ago, I was really interested in the mythology and folklore of fairies and gnomes. Oh, that's and, cool. I um, was so into gnomes when I was a kid. Well, we, I think we talked about this. David the gnome. I, I, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, I, I love that, um, <laughs> that we were both into gnomes. There's something <laughs> like that I love about the, like, yeah, forest sort of spirits i suppose or earth spirits that kind of yes thing. well they seem so much more friendly than like mm. the undead <laughs> mm. sort of of figures yeah yeah and and like more approachable or funny than angels yes or like yeah this. they're earthy and, yet mm. yet alien yeah exactly there's this sort of perfect sort of yeah like mix in them and anyway i was interested in them and I was reading big books of like, like, I don't know if you, I don't know anthropology, but like, I don't know what's the word, mm, folk kind of stories about them from different parts mm. of the world and stuff like that. And, you know, the comparative mythology kind of stuff. Cool. How yeah, yeah. the way fairies have been talked about in different cultures has things in common and so on. Anyway, I hadn't really looked at that for a long time. And recently I started getting a lot of synchronicities regarding fairies um to the point that it it made me sort of start to read about it again and um this i find it an interesting sort of it connects to the terence mckenna world in yes a way. yeah for sure yeah and it also suggests this weird thing of like um yeah dude that, issue. that of <laughs> there is this thing in a lot of these stories uh, that again you can take in whatever way you want but there are a lot of these stories with fairies where what the fairies want is for people to believe in them yeah because yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. belief that allows them to uh materialize there is some weird kind of sort of a link between um see what i don't like about this topic is that it's basically this it's been used so much this idea of the law of attraction and like you believe you know uh, you yes believe yeah strongly i know that, same yeah yeah and that there is a certain spin on it that i don't like but i think that the issue of how yeah, because belief, it completely ignores yeah. the, the possibility of 
horrible meaningless things happening <laughs> exactly exactly yeah it doesn't yeah. it doesn't somehow it doesn't integrate like chaos into it or, exactly or I don't know yeah what yeah it, it seems yeah. shadow averse in one way mm. or another mm. yeah uh so anyway i don't know like sadly i've completely forgotten <laughs> what i was going to connect this to oh, no. the, the, <laughs> what, what you just said about belief and um oh right because you, you you was talking about this idea that the movie um b believing yeah believe how belief sort of restructures stuff and it, it I, I really like well, that idea yeah. it's such a philip, well, philip it, it's k weird. dick it, kind it, of idea it does kind of come around full circle to the the quantum mechanics robert anton wilson thing you know that, mm -hmm. that idea mm -hmm. that somehow it's pulling in a, a directly manipulating reality at the quantum level through mm. belief somehow it's like sort of chaos ma magician kind of view mm -hmm. maybe uh, you know i don't know like if <laughs> it's hard to know what to say about things like that at all because because yeah. <laughs> it's just in the end that's just a big like question mark mm, yeah could be you know exactly uh, <laughs> it's, it's a different <laughs> yeah. it, it's a completely different aspect of the conversation because when we're talking about sync we are experiencing sync right every day right. so it's sync not, is an effect like, that we mm. can actually interact with in some way right exactly when i'm talking about the possibility of like gnomes materializing into reality that's never <laughs> happened to me so i, right. <laughs> I it's it's a different kind of conversation <laughs> um oh but I, okay i will say this like what you just said about how maybe the connections between the movies are connected to you perceiving them or like or right yeah yeah that kind Some of thing, thing yeah. this this was another one of the creepiest things about <laughs> about mushrooms um because i remember like one of the weirdest things about mushrooms at, at like the peak of the experience mm. is that everything was starting to sort of constellate yeah um I, I think I've experienced similar things with like really crazy THC dosages. It really right, seems I, like I, I remember one experience, like I was really pretty sure that the water running down the street what mm -hmm. was like constant, like forming letters that I could mm -hmm. read, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a little yeah. like scrolling text in the, yeah. In the street water, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, is that at all what you're talking about, or well, is, it, is actually, it more? Um... I was thinking of like <laughs> things like um, I remember having the feeling that uh, suddenly, let's say, the symbolic connection between things becomes more; it becomes bigger in your uh. mind than any of the causal space-time. Oh, thing. I see. Interesting. So to the point where I remember thinking of the game like soccer. I was thinking of soccer. And somehow, mm. I can't remember what it was, but there was some kind of symbolic thing with like the soccer field and the act of throwing balls into uh -huh, like uh -huh. different things. And that was, um, you know, as we do with sync, usually that was connecting to other things. And uh -huh, I was thinking uh -huh. of spe specific stand-up comedians that I like and how their name was connected to people in my family. And it's as if usually when uh, we're doing that, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 
usually when we're doing that, that's sort of like an exercise that we are doing in space and time. Right. Right. It's like, but ah, uh, but, but then, here you were really immersed in the world of yeah. the symbol network somehow. Yeah, to a, the in point a sensory like, kind of way somehow. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, and as if like mm. the present moment from which I was having those connections. That is me in my friend's room. Yeah. Me in my friend's room was just one more uh-huh, of the uh-huh, images. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like the football field, like the stand-up comedian. Yes. Yeah. So that... I do think I kind of if, know what you mean. Yeah. That's, mm, mm. It felt... I remember having this strong sort of feeling that like... Um, there were certain causal connections that seemed impossible. Like it seemed to me as if football had, I mean, soccer had been, well, yeah, <laughs> had been created as a game um, precisely because it was connected to the name of this stand-up comedian. <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed as if like these meaning links were like, it suddenly felt, and but what's scary about it, and it's kind of what Terence McKenna says as well, that, it didn't feel <laughs> like like a delusion. It felt as if right. there were certain pieces of evidence there for really strange things that if you were able to like bring them back, they would be like completely strange, probably too traumatic even to bring back. Totally, yeah. I, yeah, I think I know what you mean. So when you're in the moment, you're like seeing all these connections like, holy shit. But then you come back and... and uh, y- yeah, y- you're not able to. Re- I mean, it's a classic sort of right. <laughs> psychedelic yeah, yeah. trip thing, but yeah. Um, but well, wow, it's it's yeah. One it's aspect scary. of that, I guess, is just the thing that's doing the connecting is the mm. big realization. It's just that it's just that I think often with the psychedelic stuff in particular, it's, it's very easy to localize that as a brain thing. Still, you know. Yeah. With sync, somehow it doesn't seem it's less that way. I think we probably talked about this before, maybe. Because mm, um, mm, mm. there's just you can't just blame a, a chemical thing. Yeah. Uh, sorry, this is not really addressing at all what you said. It's some like no, 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 <laughs> no. But like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm um, kind of like, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely sort of entering into that area where it's difficult to know what to, yeah. Yeah, well, (laughs) so just one thing I'll say, um, I've just had the impression very strongly over the last month. Mm -hmm. um, Well, a couple things. One thing is I think I really am settling in on some kind of internal representational scheme here where I really think about sync as being related to souls and Mm -hmm. the ancestors and things like this in some more, more interesting more naive way in some way you know yes yeah 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 yeah. um but also i've had a very particular feeling and i'm just going to throw it out as a weird Mm -hmm. feeling that like we are communicating to something with something that is like an earth spirit and that is Mm -hmm. somehow like i just relate to it as something living in the center of the earth it's weird because it's an obvious self idea it's the mm-hmm. center of this big shell. But I have this feeling that it's more literal and that it it's yeah, it's like the ghost of the earth. The big mm-hmm. ghost that <laughs> yeah. holds yeah, all yeah, the other yeah, little yeah. ghosts. Uh 
I don't know. I'm definitely open to that <laughs> idea. Well, I mean, I, I'm probably open to all fucking ideas. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I, I, it's funny because I've, I've been thinking about the similar things of like how, poss- yeah, about the trees and... The trees, yes. Pla- <laughs> pla- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The trees. <laughs> no, like, yes. um, like, <laughs> vegetation, the trees, uh, gnomes, fairies. There's some theme yep, of, like yep. you say, of like nature. Yeah. And it probably connects to all the stuff about um, environmentalism and uh, global warming and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's really strange because I'm starting to see environmentalism and global warming simultaneously as as a real issue and some sort of a symbolic issue. Symbolic <laughs> yes, issue. Yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and this possibility like, okay, so here's one hypothesis that, uh, that somehow, yeah, the earth. Okay. Let's just go full like sci-fi. Yeah. For a second. Let's do it. Let's imagine that like the earth has some, something resembling I want to play like a cosmic keyboard patch here. Maybe I'll edit one in. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Because, okay, I mean, something resembling awareness. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it doesn't necessarily have to be like awareness in the localized way that we feel it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But that in the same way that like, if you're having a dream... Imagine they're having a dream and there's like, you're dreaming of five different characters and they're all part a part of your dream. And these five characters, they're talking to each other and they, they slowly realize that somehow they are, you know, there is a part of themselves that is also like, there is a bigger sort of structure to their awareness these five characters in your dream mm-hmm. and then and then you wake up so that like y- mm, th- there is this sort of fractal sort of fractal points of awareness where you are not the five characters in your dream mm. like your your sensation is your your feeling uh, when you exist is of being one individual thing and in the same way, this is kind of all over the place, but mm. the, the the fact that perhaps, let's say the, again, a very sort of new age sci-fi idea, but that the planet itself is becoming aware or awake in some way. Yeah, yeah. Through us. Yes, yeah. Uh, but that it's n- so that it's like if we were... Doesn't that seem like it relates to the idea of the incarnation somehow as well? You know, God mm. entering Christ. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, or... Yeah, I, I suppose, like, again, my bias tends to be to see things always, like, super fractally. And, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I tend to, I tend to not put a, a, a center to the mandala. Right, but I think that that's funny because it relates to what we were saying in the beginning. I think that I've been doing that for so long. I've been looking at things in a fractal way for so long that recently it's as if I'm being 
led towards slightly more objective, slightly more solid theories. Interesting. Hmm. Of of like yes, yeah, saying that they're actually it, less fractal theories. Right. Right. We're take taking kind of like with object oriented ontology, taking objects seriously and not just saying, oh, you know, it's all turtles all the way down. Like kind of look <laughs> right, lo- oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Looking at like, for example, in this case, or the case of of gnomes and fairies, for example, of of looking at specific little stories. Yes. And taking them seriously. It's like funny, the isn't it? Because that, we're, yeah. we're talking about differentiation rather mm-hmm. than connection. Ah, yeah. But in differentiating things, in other words, mm-hmm. in coming to to see how they how they are themselves mm-hmm. more precisely, in the end, it still assists in making connections because yes, you have better models of the things you're connecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it does seem yeah. like it relates to hermeneutics, right? The parts and the whole and mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. sense of the parts in relation to the whole and whole in relation to parts and all that. Mm. It's this basic like mental thing, right? Of um, synthesis versus analysis. Like we're going to break mm-hmm. it down into pieces and, and yeah. figure out how everything exists separately in a taxonomic sort of way. Or are we going to then let those things reconnect again in mm. some new kind of way? I don't know. Funny. Yeah. Like, I think it's funny because it, it reminds me of what we were saying of like, magic spontaneous magical practice spontaneously emerging and how that sort of materializes things because what it reminds me of is like my fractal way of looking at stuff before would have been to say that a ufo abduction for example would be symbolic of something else Right. So you say, okay, right. so you're abducted by the UFO, but actually the UFO can be symbolic of this, and the alien can be symbolic of a fairy, and the fairy can be symbolic of this, and it all kind of like fractals out. So that I'm not taking any of those possibilities um, fully seriously in some way. I don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. But recently it's like I'm somehow balancing out to the other side where... I'm open to the possibility of actually, let's say, yeah, having some sort of experience which suggests that you are in contact with uh, a gnome and not taking that symbolically. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> not not taking that, uh, not saying, oh, the, the gnome is um, representative of my psyche or whatever, but actually in a more sort of animistic way or whatever, or, yeah. or an object-oriented yeah, yeah. ontology way, actually thinking, no, actually... As naive as it sounds, in some sense, this literally is a gnome. Yes. Without without fractaling it out to all sorts of different connections. I think for me, a lot of this hinges on kind of noticing how it is that I'm using these different things, you know. Mm-hmm. Because com- looking at a contact experience through the prism of it's symbolic of a psychological thing um, can be a way to get closer to the mystery of that experience. Mm. But also I find that I often don't use it that way. <laughs> I often mm. use it to explain it things away a little bit um, so that I don't have to deal with the 
fully strange way in which it presents it. It's, it, I have a false sense of security. I think when I can say, ah, it's just an anima manifestation. Yep. As if there's anything just about that, you know, (laughs) you're, I'm just using some academic sounding word that someone came up with, you know, to, Mm. (laughs) to um, (laughs) shield myself from the absolute uncanniness of what it is that word is meant to describe. I think, I think I really do that a lot. So I've I've been trying Mm. to, um, to not do that, but it turns out the way not to do that is to just sound a little bit more insane consistently about this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I think it's the better choice for my mental health though. So it Mm. makes other people Mm. a little more uncomfortable, but Mm. yeah, just how it is though. I have to deal with everyone else's, uh, you know, what I consider strange attitudes. So (laughs) Mm. Mm. yeah. Yeah. That don't include the possibility of talking to gnomes. Yep. <laughs> Which seems to me is just a thing, a weird thing that can happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that, you know, I mean, it's like we're saying neither one of us said the experience of a, of a gnome physically materializing. Mm-hmm. But in a way, I think that we've probably both had experiences that are worse than that. Yeah. Because that's still just something external potentially Mm -hmm. exactly yeah it could be like it's worse that it's telepathic in some way Mm. (laughs) it just sounds worse to say by the way it's a telepathic gnome that i'm talking to (laughs) yeah 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 exactly it's it's kind of like the exactly if it if it's uh it's sort of the mm, the god damn it (laughs) <laughs> I really always bring up Terence McKenna, but anyway, it's the it's the Terence McKenna thing of like. That's okay. Terence McKenna was one of the one of the people I like bound <laughs> into a weird spell of personalities that I cast as like an early sync pr- protect protection spell or something. But I think yeah. I built it out of the wrong people because it was like ter- Terry, Philip K. Dick, uh, and just other Same. lunatics that had horrible lives that ended prematurely, you know? <laughs> totally, yeah. I, I probably used a lot of the same people. Yeah. yeah. That, that it, like, it's just, like, it's weird to me how I still, Terrence McKenna to me is still, like, the reference point for most of the stuff that I talk about. Mm. I, I find that funny. <laughs> yeah. It's probably well, he covered a lot the, of ground, that guy. I mean, mm. he really did. Yeah. But anyway, no, exactly. I mean, because even if you haven't actually sort of seen something in the material world, yeah. what's, what's worse about the other possibility, exactly, is that sync psychedelics and uncanny experiences of different kinds suggest the opposite they suggest that not the opposite but they they show a materiality to the dream world yes that has actual sort of consequences and actual sort of connections that that suggests that if you have met a gnome in a dream <laughs> right that's actually much more of a material meeting than you might Exactly. Think. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. It, it connects back to the alien abduction thing a bit because mm. 
um, a kind of later development in that story was that a lot of abductees felt that they were fused telepathically with these aliens they met or that they Ooh. eventually discovered perhaps that they were half alien or, or weird yeah, things like that, this. That's such, a, that's such a recurring theme. Yes, yeah. a major recurring element of that stuff, I'd say, mm. um, which is so psychological, isn't it? I mean, it, exactly. that really starts to seem like, like animi, unconscious yes. fusion, alchemy imagery stuff, you know? <laughs> but what's interesting about that is maybe that it, it, it doesn't rule out see, to me it doesn't rule out well nothing about that could rule mm-hmm. out anything because it's just an observation but mm-hmm. what I mean is um, it could be that something was encountered in the material world as well that yeah. happens to then later symbolically map onto an individuation process that has mm-hmm. to happen because of the trauma of seeing the real thing. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't, I don't, I, I'm always, I don't, I'm always hesitant to like, yeah, reduce it to being mm. purely symbolic. Yeah. The, 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 the other weird like possibility that I tend to gravitate towards is that somehow and this is like absolutely impossible to express logically, I think, but yeah. that, that it is both material and psychological in the sense that... Yes. Um, and actually, I'm lying. I have talked to gnomes <laughs> in the material world. Um, not gnomes Ooh. precisely, but... Uh-huh. Um, well, see, I always explain this away to myself by saying it's all sleep paralysis stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. But from an experiential standpoint... I just have I have interacted with strange things in the material world at night. Mm, um, oh wow! You know, it's at night, so it's like you know, it's the same. It's exactly what Whitley describes in in mm. uh, Communion. I mean, not those same experiences. I, I wasn't interacting with aliens or anything. Yeah, but it was just um, that sort of thing. It's like, was it wake up the next morning and it's like, was that a dream? Was it mm. a? Was I awake and hallucinating? It doesn't seem like a normal dream, blah, 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 that sort of thing. So I have had mm. those kinds of experiences, um, which, which is what makes me very cautious always to, to say, oh, it's just a symbolic thing, because those, those experiences were so body-based for me. Mm. So something material was happening in my body, even if the things I was experiencing were hallucinations mm. as a result of that. So, there, so in that sense, there, there must be a material thing. But we're, we're but we're, we mean it in a weirder sense, obviously. Mm. Um, thing is, is that the things I, I saw in those states were quite archetypal things, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, my my basic thought about it is that they were they were projections of psychological creatures mm. um, that are real and maybe also non-local, right? So it, it might not be that it's that they're just things my brain was doing but maybe it's more like in psychedelic states and in altered states that maybe happen naturally for weird reasons we don't get um Mm -hmm. you somehow tune into the wave world (laughs) and uh the things that inhabit the wave world um Mm. come through your consciousness and somehow through your body as a vessel Mm -hmm. and that yeah. it doesn't have to be a tangible elf to be a mm. physical elf, if you see what I mean. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I think, like, that's the weird thing that uh, I tend to see as if, um, on the one hand, the dream world is more physical and solid than Mm. it seems, Mm. and that the physical world is less is more ethereal than it seems. Yes. Well, is that, um, well, and it just seems the two are so interrelated because it's like everything that happens in the material world seems to be coexistent with this dream structure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's always symbolic at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like it's the circle K. It's kind of like these two. <laughs> yeah, it really just does start to seem like it's just circles. the same thing. It's just... <laughs> the inside and the outside of the same thing. There's history mm. on the outside and the dream on the inside. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and so, so it's all just a dream. It's just a big inside-out <laughs> dream that <laughs> exactly that has one side side that's kind of more or less linear and stable, and another side yeah. that's quite chaotic and nonlinear. Yeah. And between the two, the, in the vesica piscis circle K middle, sits the human being. I guess that is the like the junction of them somehow mm. or just awareness guess, that's between them, you know, maybe. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I think my, my big question always with this stuff is sort of, um, you know, with osmosis or, or like the, this thing where, um, if you have like two tanks of water and one of them has a lot of salt, then right. if you you put something in, how does it work? There's some way in which, like... Mm, My ex-girlfriend okay. is a marine biologist. I should know all this stuff. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I've, I've had all this explained to me, actually, but I, I don't remember how any of it works. I'm afraid I don't think I'm able to explain it at the moment, so... Okay. I, I'm just, like... <laughs> Osmosis, it's somehow, it is about, like, it's a subtle exchange that has to mm. do with with membranes and maybe yes. pressure differentials or something. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Something right. like that. That's great. I, I love that because I think that's kind of what I'm, the way I, I seem to model it to myself usually is as if the waking world, there's a waking world and then there's a membrane that separates, uh, you know, let's say metaphorically or however we want to see it, there's like a <laughs> membrane that separates it from the dream world. Yeah. 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 Um, now, it's as if there is a difference in pressure between those two worlds where let's say that the physical world, there is a big kind of pressure which makes it like hard. <laughs> I want to, I, I have no idea if this is correct. I want to just throw out there. Yes. And the, and what it is is repression. <laughs> That's what creates the, 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 the pressure difference. If we, if we weren't repressing yeah. it, then it would just be dream and reality freely intermixed. So it is going to be the dimensions merging. It's just like Mario says. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. The, less, love, you yeah, pre- the re- less repressed you are, the more the dimensions have merged. <laughs> That's exactly it. You just notice wow. more of the dream that you'd been repressing from your waking experience. I really like that. It it reminds me like Alan Watts has this thing where he just he defines the ego as being a sensation of stress on the skin or something like that like um or like muscle tension itself <laughs> that's like, great yeah that um 
exactly. So my, my big question usually is, uh, can those two worlds sort of become, you know, can one world become less solid and the other world become more solid? And so create this weird sort of um, huge kind of like playground Oh, or, yeah. Or, yeah. or is it or is it somehow structurally necessary whatever that means for there to be one side which is solid and the other one which is liquid yes. like is it is that part of like I, that's a completely stupid question to ask because I, I don't think <laughs> there is no i mean of... <laughs> it sort of makes sense i mean uh it does sort of make sense like mm. because why aren't we just one big integrated thing from the start why is right. any of this necessary? What is all this? This whole individuation mm. thing, just any of this concept that we exist in some fractured state that can broadly be described as a bunch of conscious stuff and a bunch of unconscious stuff. Like, mm -hmm. why is the brain lateralized so perfectly, you know? Um, yeah. It's just like Logos and Eros are some very deep property of reality, I think, that yeah that we've evolved to imitate so that in order to understand somehow <laughs> mm. Mm, interesting oh i love that <laughs> <laughs> right imitated in order to understand it yeah that's weird it implies that we are a model well that's exactly <laughs> it right we are made in god's image yeah <laughs> Great. We just reverse engineered that idea. <laughs> it's it's kind of like if if you're acting, like if you're an actor and you by by pretending to be a certain character, you My God, this under is, understand that character. This is the plot like of Freaked now that we're describing. <laughs> oh. Cause he's an actor and then and then he and then he his whole thing is he's completely inauthentic. He, he pretends to be a disabled person to win julie's affections and all of that true true but then he discovers yeah. he's a freak after elijah appears to him <laughs> <laughs> and shows him a bunch of stuff to do with twins and then fuses his best friend and his would-be girlfriend into one weird what a strange movie that is <laughs> yeah it's impossible to even talk about it, it that that what? is one of the most dreamlike things i've ever seen probably speaking of that whole yeah that movie is like that... pure dream when you were saying about energy and the as a body sensation, yeah, watching Freaked was a very physical yes. experience. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't I know how it felt... achieves that. It's something about the there's a. I feel like there's a lot of um, like fisheye almost shots or something where people's mm. faces are really up close to the camera and kind of exaggerated. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. It just has this very nauseating yeah. quality to it at points <laughs> yeah it feels like almost a little bit too fast paced or something yes like there's yeah. too much stuff going on and yeah it gets it's way better where... at half speed it's a more enjoyable oh, watch i'd say interesting there's so much huh. in the ground in that movie that's placed there like mm. jokes that just live in the ground or additional detail of jokes that live in the ground that to pay attention to that and then pay attention to the sync stuff is impossible at normal speed in that movie. Mm -hmm. It's more or less possible usually, you know, but in this movie, it's just too much shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
Yeah. So part of it is there's a physical feeling of just trying to keep up, you know, it's this feeling of like it just overwhelm over like information overload. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that we would experience that as a physical sensation so much. Well, yeah, it, it almost feels like those kind of like, um, sound waves that create different feelings like you can there's sound oh yeah yeah right supposedly because they align with out. with brain with brain wave um frequencies and stuff right yeah, yeah. I'm, exactly I'm, I'm not sure how sort of um <laughs> i don't know i had a friend um in california who was really mm. into that and did huge like installation pieces where he oh. just would pump these frequencies that intense volumes and into people in like (laughs) in like sensory deprivation domes and like weird things uh and he really really thought there was a lot going on with it Mm -hmm. um he's an interesting character by the way for anyone listening john knot that's not like a knot that you'd tie but with two t's uh i'm not sure what he's i think he's doing stuff with cryptocurrency now maybe but uh definitely an out an outside think outside the box thinker i'd say that Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, no, because there is this feeling with Freaked that somehow the it hits, at least it hit me like halfway through or something. It's as if the film is like mm-hmm. slowly giving me Interesting. Little, do- little doses mm-hmm. of a certain drug. And when I get to the middle point of the film, it's like, <laughs> That's it's, cool. it's, it's, it's too much. Like it, it kind of... And not too much in a bad sense necessary. It's as if like um, sure, yeah. That's interesting because for for me know. it's more or less like instant, turned up to eleven and then just stays there for the whole movie. Like mm. there's so much weirdness at the beginning with Stewie on the plane and all that, that and the rubber hand in Ernie's crotch. Yeah. <laughs> in this handed image context, it's just really weird and and so that's mm. so it, it hits me hard from the beginning, but I. But I do see what you mean. I do think there's a there's an arc to the editing pace or something that really well, kicks in later. Now that you mention it, I think actually what I it's funny because I hadn't really put it into words, but I think what happened to me is that yeah, like you say, it hits hard from the beginning. Mm. But my resistance ah to it. Oh dude, yeah, you can really see this on the video I just I just uploaded looking Ooh. at um, Iron Eagle. The first hour of it is it's because I really I didn't look at the movie really before I filmed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw a couple clips from it on YouTube that contained matchy things. So there were a couple yep. things I, I knew I was going to hunt for in there, some action sequences. But other than that, I had no familiarity with it. And and so you can really see what my like fresh reaction is to it. And mm-hmm. it's amazing how like dissociated I am. It's it's kind of weird actually. Like I've I'm just noting these structures, you know, but I'm not mm. really processing it. Like and I keep kind of minimizing it, you know. I'm like, well this doesn't really work and hmm, well this <laughs> isn't really the you know, meanwhile it's like this insane thing is forming around me. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that part, you know. Like I'm really kind of down on it. Uh. And and then eventually it's like too much and I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is but but my my emotion still isn't there, you know? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is a really, really crazy movie here. Um, so I'm going to take a break, mm. and we'll come back and look at the next part. So, and, then, and then I take a break, <laughs> and then the, then the second hour of it is just me, like, 
gushing over it basically i'm like oh my god like look at what we found here like it's so marked like i just had to take a moment off camera and just be like wait what did i just look Mm -hmm. at because that's how it builds yeah it's never impressive when you're just looking at the little part it's just a little part Mm. it's like takes a while for all those parts to to sink in your head you know exactly you have a resistance to five minutes of it you have a resistance to 10 minutes of it but once i've been watching like 30 or 40 minutes of it i am like i I remember it being like a specific moment in freaked where my body just kind of like burnt up wow i wonder do you remember when that was (laughs) like what scene it was i can't remember i'm pretty sure it was like the midway point in the film almost like interesting like halfway through or something like that let's see uh, I can't remember. I would have to I, uh, watch it again. Halfway through Freaked is... What is that? It's basically... Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I think this is where I feel there's a spike to... Um, it's when Ricky is performing like the Shakespeare stuff. And then, oh, and then the whole place turns like it's like a riot against him and all that, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's such whole... a frenzy. That whole scene is so claustrophobic and weird. <laughs> yeah, I remember that whole scene. Like, I started to not find it funny anymore, but not in a bad sense. No, in, no, exactly. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. In, in the sense that until then, I was quite enjoying it as a funny It gets uncanny there. Thing. So it's yeah. like weird. <laughs> it gets really, yeah. I, I think of, it's uncanny yeah. from the beginning, but mm-hmm. but there's a that scene is like it's nightmarish actually. That's the thing. Mm. It, it becomes a it becomes really like a nightmare there. I think. Yes. Yeah. It becomes like a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the crowd turns on him so quick. It, it's really just like the whole scene is a reflection of his internal state. Mm. As soon as he feels humiliated it's like instantly the entire world around him reflects it like to the Ah, maximum you know it's like the reality is just so destabilized and kind of manically swinging between states Mm. there yeah god that's an interesting film Uh, i'm I'm still Mm. i'm in the middle i'm just slowly going through it i realize that a disadvantage of how i'm doing this on youtube is that it's really hard to see which videos are addressing which films now Oh, right, yeah. Um, because I'm actually jumping around a lot in these videos now. <laughs> mm. I'll look like I had a little bit of freaked, like five minutes of it, and it'll suggest to me looking at other movies in connection with it, and I've just been kind of going with that flow, which is really I, neat. Yeah. Like, I love that format, yeah. We've been fi- I've been finding cool stuff that way, but it is harder to, to like direct people towards mm. in the sense of like, oh, if you want to know about this aspect of freaked, I don't know. It's buried somewhere in the recent bunch of videos I've been putting up. <laughs> yeah. I know, like, the only possibility I can think of is, like, adding uh, in brackets. This is the little... shop talk portion of the podcast for anyone listening, by the way. <laughs> just talking yeah. about sync, How sync to. <laughs> video problems now. Yeah, no. It, in fact, I mean, it's 11 a.m. here and I haven't... Um, mm. 
had anything to eat. It hasn't been a problem though. Like I've just yeah yeah. I'm I'm hungry. I'm hungry as well. We should probably wrap it so up. So I think it's good time to stop. But but I I had the same problem because I I remember doing something similar at some point with the video game stuff. Just sort of analyzing everything at the same time because hmm. that's what I it, it felt yeah 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 to do. But it happens with the room analysis a bit too. You like ah, you go into yeah. a real non-linear format with it towards the end yeah and i'm tempted sometimes to like make the title of the videos long and include like right let's same say, yeah yeah let's say you know you have your video is like uh handed images part 12 yeah and then yeah. in 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 brackets you say uh exactly Fritz, yeah uh kong and this other film and that's i thought of doing of that too yeah but I don't it know makes why the video I haven't titles, done that. It, yeah, it makes I guess the video titles really long, and I don't know. Yeah, could put it in the video description, I guess. Mm. Although this last one I put up, I, uh, I actually just used it as an opportunity to like say basically some of the things I was just saying about how isn't it interesting how you can watch me in this video like very slowly come to grips with what I'm seeing on the screen. <laughs> I like the idea of doing a little like meta analysis in the video description. That's just like my thoughts about the video as I'm uploading it, basically. <laughs> oh, Some kind right, of just tiny it, little yeah. additional commentary later on it or something. Mm. Um, I guess I could start <laughs> listing the, the films in there. But the truth is I don't really want to keep track of it that way. It's just a pain. I don't know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. It's as if I have whole... a natural resistance to it for some reason. Mm. No, I know what you mean. Like the whole point of doing it non-linearly is in order to allow exactly. yourself to just flow. Exactly. I feel like I feel like if I focus too much on it, then I'm gonna I'm gonna start Cut. limiting how much I jump because I'm like, oh, I don't want to have to comb through this and remember that yeah. I looked at like ten different things in this little five minute window. <laughs> yeah, it's just too much to keep track of when you're really jumping around. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well. And I. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No. No. Go ahead. <laughs> no. No. I. I think that that uh, the good thing is that even though the audience for this sort of stuff is, you know, limited uh, at the moment, um, I think the kind of audience who likes this stuff, like, for example, myself, I love watching super fluid kind of videos. Same, like exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that it's actually a We're not really, we're not making the, the pop versions yet, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> we're, we're doing the Velvet Underground thing at the moment. <laughs> Very like strange, nice. like we don't know what's going on. Just letting it happen, you know. Someone else can yeah. figure out what what can be put on the radio from it. I guess. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's totally my attitude. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Well, well maybe that's where to end it, huh? Yeah. That's. Uh... I think this is going to be another like two and a half hour mega episode or something i'm not sure because we broke the recording up it, it is i think yeah <laughs> it is yeah actually okay okay uh should we stop yeah i'll stop i'll stop recording oh damn it.